previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. <laughs> Pippa smiles very like saccharine sugar sweet back at him. Goes like, "That's so nice." Uh, oh, the head's rolled. I will say that. And then I flex. <laughs> Where is Princess Fancy Pants? So, like, how much alcohol do you think we could fit in a bag of holding, plus whatever the hell we're actually here? Oh, God. This guy, you can't steal from assholes, okay? It's not stealing. If you hunt people down with dogs, all of your stuff is pretty much forfeit. Can I pet your cat? Not if you're that poor tiger. I mean, <laughs> you do go on. <laughs> Odessa, as you go in, you look and you see a face you have not seen in a long time. The face of your mother. Howdy ho, world travelers. It's Dustin the Dungeon Master here. Since it will be a few episodes before I will be doing another intro again, I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who has been listening to us for 51 episodes. To think that we have produced nearly a year's worth of episodes is unbelievable to me, and it really shows how much we've accomplished. A lot of that is thanks to you. In the next year, we have a lot of goals and plans, and we are so thankful for everyone that has participated in helping us make it this far. It really brings a smile to my face. Just a reminder, our Twitch schedule will now be posted every Monday on Twitter. So if you want to see what Jess and I are getting up to, go to Twitter and check out our schedule and come visit us and hang out. We have a lot of fun. Next, I have a review to read. Fern Goalie. She did probably one of my favorite write-ups of our reviews so far, and I can't wait to read it for you. It's fun. It's feminist. It's queer. It's slightly unhinged. I love it. This is the second Pathfinder actual play podcast I've subscribed to as I'm preparing to start GMing an adventure path. The other podcast I listen to is longer running and more professional, in parentheses, and I've learned a ton from it. But Fantastic Worlds feels more accessible and more like my people. I have been playing tabletop RPGs for 13 years, and I've never played with another woman for more than a single session. The guys I play with are great and super easy to play with, but I love listening to some ladies at the table killing it and having fun. Listening to Dustin as GM gives me another view on a narrative style of running games, not how I played growing up, and I love the way the crew plays their characters in a believable way as real people and not just tragic motivated heroes or flat personalities optimized killing machines. Well, thank you so much for that review, Ferngoli. We really appreciate it. Also, just to let you all know, we are getting very close to reading all the reviews on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you have not yet, please take a moment and write a review. Doing so puts a smile on our face and helps others see the show. Well, with that, it's time to get on with the show. Here is episode 51, Emotional Dragons. How does Pippa feel about being able to pull off a con heist again and uh, finding out that her mother was essentially killed by Odessa's grandmother? I mean, the con went well. <laughs> so, points in the pro column <laughs> for her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think she knows how she feels about... Well, because she's already met the person that, that killed her mother. Like, she already... She already knows who that is. Um, yeah. She's already, but that's who she took her, her comb from. 
Yeah. So in, in a certain way, it, it's it's not like those feelings are resolved or anything because she's still desperately like, you know, she's a she's all she follows a goddess that's all about vengeance. And I think that ultimately, I think Pippa wants to kill her when she can, if it would be possible. But so her feelings in that like area aren't resolved, but they're also not like it's just kind of an added flavor of the puzzle of being able to contextualize who she is and where she fits in Irisani society um, without necessarily being like a big like, oh, I've completely redefined however, like, I already met this woman. I already know what this, I already know how this goes. I already know, I already know a lot about her. It's definitely just kind of another like point of just, just bizarre effing coincidence um, of connection between her and Odessa's respective mm-hmm. bloodlines. That, and that's that's kind of the bit that I think is kind of really the most interesting to her. Of there are so many coincidental points of connection. What is going on here? Just one would be something to go like, oh, you know, how weird, funny, funny small world in it. But um, it's it's kind of turned into like two or three points of connection, which is kind of now it now it's a pattern, and now that's troubling. And and what about how does she feel about the comb? That kind of kind of turned into this armband of sorts. I mean, it's neat. <laughs> I mean, there is a big giant diamond at the bottom of it, so I mean, it's it's pretty, it's neat, it's a giant question mark still more so than it was before, and like so there's so so there's also a sense of like cool. This is probably what my mom wanted. Probably. I don't know. Like she was going after this thing, and she already had the comb. This was probably like the end goal. So she really wants to test it and see what else it does and really kind of push the limits on it. She's also still not wild about the fact that she compulsorily put it together. Like, that's deeply troubling to her. Um, that she just was not able to think about it first, resist that impulse, um, do some research about what it was supposed to be first. She just kind of went smush. And that's that's not her style. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely... Uh... The one ring level of compulsion. Yeah. Which is like inherently like troubling to her. And I think we should all have some sort of gem or precious like jewel <laughs> on our upper arms by the end of the campaign. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to change our name. <laughs> crystal gems. I'm, Something. You know. Yes. We can be the crystal gems. Yes. 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 Oh my God. <laughs> We really can't because probably copyright, but oh, that is absolutely (laughs) copyrighted somewhere. Trade be the precious jewels. Yes, the precious jewels. The family jewels. No, no. Although honestly, that would kind of work for me and Odessa apparently, since we have so many points of like familial connection. Yeah, that's weird. How about uh, how's Odessa feeling right now? Oh, you know. She's fine. Nothing at all has changed in her life. She's mm-hmm. she's totally living her best life. That heist was completely uneventful for her. It was completely uneventful. Nothing happened. Nope. Not at all. She's honestly, I actually think that's how she's currently living her life. Like, no, she's definitely stressed out. <laughs> she's uh I would say that there's a lot of her that wants to hope and believe that this is true, but there is a much larger part of her that has serious CPTSD, uh, complex 
post-traumatic stress disorder that just can't accept that that's a thing that could ever happen. So I don't know. I don't know how she's going to handle it. And it's kind of a weird situation for her because like the possibility of her having, you know, I think you wrote off your mother a long time ago as being this evil, heinous bitch. And then. Oh yeah. If she ever sees her mom again, like every intent on killing her, like there's no holds barred there. Like she, she would not be worried to murder that lady. She'd just be like, all right, we're doing this. Bye. But then, uh, then you see this person that actually you, you think may be your mom, and it's just the kinder version that you remember. Which is, and there would be no reason for her crazy mom to be in a locked room in Irison. That just wouldn't track for her, which is why she's so confused. How does she feel about potentially meaning that she's actually from Irison? Like she's at least half Irisony? I think the thing she's most angry about in all of that is that that means that she's supposed to like the cold and that that's just never going to be a part of her personality that she embraces. I was just thinking that it's like <laughs> deep down you like the cold, but it's like deep, 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 deep down. Which might explain why now she's just every time she's stressed or exhausted, she just lays down in the snow. It's coming oh, out, guys. I like that. <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> That's what's happening. So what we're saying is next level, uh, uh, Des is going to start going White Witch and or Snow Witch. and <laughs> well, She's going to finally take on some magic. Just kidding. No, she's never going to be, never going to have any sort of magics. Well, uh, we did get, a, you guys got a lot of loot last session. You guys ready to talk about it? Woot, woot, loot, loot. So the first thing on the list is the corset of delicate moves. Uh, and what that is, once per day as a move action, the wearer can take an additional swift action. The swift action can't be used to cast a spell or spell-like ability. So I was trying, I was kind of confused of like, why would you give up a move action for a swift action? And one of the things was like paladins this actually might be useful for because they have a lot of si- different swift actions. A war priest is a good example of someone who uses more swift actions than move actions. So it's a good exchange for them. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily useful for anyone here. It isn't. No, maybe probably I mean, not maybe Manette, used. but I don't. Can you wear that under your full plate? Oh, you you can. You have uh, you have a chest slot, a body slot, and an armor slot. Oh, oh so you could okay. wear it because oh, it's technically uh, it's underwear, technically, right? Right. Like, yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm wearing a corset now. I'm doing it. It's Odessa's mine. gonna love the results. <laughs> <laughs> Odessa's not mad about this at all. The second item are gauntlets of rust. And just to give you an item of what those are, the single metal gauntlet looks rusted and pitted, but is actually quite powerful. Once per day, it can affect an object as with using the rusting grasp spell. It also completely protects the wearer and her gear from rust. So Manette should probably yep. also have that. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm going to forget about these immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the next item is a wand of fireball uh, that has six of 50 charges. I'm sure Pippa will love that. We'll do. We'll absolutely use that. And, uh, a white dragon hide plate. And I was wondering if Abraxas would actually wear this. Yeah, he'd wear it. And it's white dragon hide uh, plate. Oh, I would have so to wear something over that. it. 
for the dragon fight because it'd be like, you're wearing my cousin Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're that like family oriented, right? They're pretty like solitude based beings. He'd probably be like, yeah, fuck Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Like Steve was the worst. Well, let, let me read you the dragon height plate. That's uh, what does it say? Uh, the wear of dragon height plate tends to draw the ire of dragons of the same type that used in the armor's oh. creation. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's nice. It takes up my AC to, to all the way to 23. That's oh, my God. The next item is the boots of the cat. Uh, these high-soled blue boots provide a great deal of comfort and arch support, while also making the wearer appear a little bit taller than normal. The, the boots wearer always takes minimum possible da- damage from falls, as if the GM had rolled a one of, on each die of damage incurred in the fall, and at the end of the fall, always lands on his or her feet. That's a pretty dope pair of boots. I may or may not be planning something later where those will really come in handy. (laughs) Do you want those boots? (laughs) I would love those boots. Go for it. The next item is a caster's shield with call lightning inscribed on it. Plus one light wooden shield with a leather grip on the back with on which a spellcaster can scribe a single spell. So it works kind of it works kind of like a scroll. So you can you can pay someone to put a scroll or if you have scribe scroll, you can scribe it onto the shield. Abraxas, you use. Huh. I think you're the only cool. one who can use it. If I remember correctly, Call Lightning is in mm-hmm. is Call only on the in. Druid spell list. And then next is kind of the other stuff. So uh, Wanda Phantom Speed. Wanda Fly with nine charges. Two scrolls of Acid Splash. I'm just going to go. There's a scroll of Air Bubble, Augury, Bear's Endurance, B-Shape, Break, Cause Fear, Corrosive Touch, Death Ward, Expeditious Retreat. Fairy Fire, False Life, Flame Burst, a Taldorian crown approximately 500 years old. I forgot I snagged that. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, 150 platinum pieces, 589 gold pieces, 250 silver pieces, and 1,300 copper pieces. The only one of those I'm taking is Augury, and that's because I'm the only one who can use it. Other than that, you guys go ham on the scrolls because I can't use most of them. I I definitely want Fireball. So it is early in the morning uh, after the party. Rumors have kind of gone around town about this big heist that this vault was emptied out. There's not much more about that. I think part of the reason why is it's kind of like a bank heist, you know, or when somebody figures out how to rob a bank in a way that's interesting or different, um, they don't necessarily want the word to get out that that there's this way to do it. So they kind of keep it on the low end, the mums, the words, but you do hear little whispers about it. Yeah, you guys are probably, I'm guessing... As usual, sitting around a big t- table full of brex- breakfast foods. Uh, <laughs> what are you guys thinking about? I think we're probably all very Odessa's awkward mom. right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're all yeah. thinking about Odessa's mom. <laughs> it was kind of a weird day. <laughs> Which is funny because I feel like Odessa's probably just sitting there like pretending everything's fine. <laughs> Which which only serves to make it more awkward. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> breakfast will be eating breakfast like really slow, just like nibbling on bacon, like instead of just shoveling it into his mouth. I, I really feel like it's just this really awkward scene of Odessa trying to be like really lighthearted and like eating and being like, oh, how'd everybody sleep? Oh, yep, good. You all seem so weird today. I wonder what's going on. And it's just like... <laughs> Pippa's like picking at her food and just kind of like trying not like looking at Odessa a lot and then like yanking her eyes away like just kind of like nope don't don't stare too long (laughs) 
I think, yeah, probably a lot of meaningful glances exchanged with Minette and Abraxas. It's like, which one of us wants to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Very secret, like rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think at some point, uh, Manette wants to say to Pippa, like, can we, can I talk to you later? I just need to have a chat with you. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, about, uh, she just kind of gestures vaguely <laughs> oh, at, like, um, the table. <laughs> like, like around the table. She's, like, trying to, like, make subtle movements. Like, <laughs> she just, yeah, she just goes, yup, yup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, we can talk about that. Um, uh, well, there's probably... Um, well, something we should talk about right now, I think. Probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh, sweetheart. Have you uh, been to... Um, well, you know, like, the room yet this morning? What room? Honey, you know which room. <laughs> K is the player is being so uncomfortable right now. I can't stop laughing, and I'm trying to be like lighthearted but serious for a death, and I'm really struggling. So bear with me. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, uh, no, uh, Jim and I were busy this morning doing other things, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe I'll go take a bath, maybe uh, take a stroll. Um. There's this book oh, st- I've been wanting to read. A stroll. And a book. That does that does sound so nice. You should do this first. <laughs> you can't you can't put it off forever. As you as you guys are talking, you see Jim kind of walking around the table and he's just like looking at different foods and stuff like that and he starts he like starts putting all like grab like grabbing a bunch of food. Uh, he, he like puts a muffin to his mouth. I don't know if you guys remember this at the the one episode he puts the muffin to his mouth like he's eating it, it just falls to the ground. Yeah, he can't eat anything. <laughs> he it just, just looks kidding. stupid. But he but he seems to be gra- gathering stuff in another arm, but he keeps trying to eat a muffin at the same time. I just imagine him bumping it against his mouth over and over again and then sort of doing a little sideways dance like, I'm chewing, I'm chewing. <laughs> and, he, and, he does the, and he he also does the tummy rub. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> Having a teddy bear tea party by himself. <laughs> yes. He's having teddy a teddy bear, bear tea party. So anyway, Jim is going around the table. He's trying to eat. I think he's trying to bring levity to the uh, situation. He's just depressing Abraxas because he can't eat it. So he's just smashing face. <laughs> he's just wasting the food and staining <laughs> Very his upsetting. cloth. When so. he's putting the muffin to his mouth, it's crumbling a little bit. Uh, it's I, like, like it's so <laughs> tragic. <laughs> I just envision Abraxas like half of him being like, it's cute. And the other half of him being like, but it's wasteful. I mean, he's just staring. He's like, because it's also Jim can't eat so that's so sad for him (laughs) Jim already makes him sad just like the concept of Jim yep I'm personalizing he's like oh my god that's sad you should put a napkin in Jim's lap to collect all the crumbs so you can eat eat them later just like make a like burrito out of all of the the crumbs that he's created (laughs) yeah I I don't know. It's a really good book. I've had it in my bag for a while. Uh, 
I definitely need to at least take a bath. At least. Yeah, first. A bath would do you good. Some relaxing. Contemplating. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm just gonna eat this food. But, darling, then... probably not too long a bath. And she, like, pokes at her food. <laughs> and is... You, I think, noticed that she was eating pretty steadily before, like, at Odessa a normal pace. And uh-huh. is now noticeably slowed down. <laughs> it's like, I'll take take a shorter bath, but I'll take longer to eat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Avoidance. <laughs> it's how she manages her entire life. Pippa's just like staring at her. <laughs> she's give, she's given up like her shifty, like looking around, trying to catch Manette in Abraxas' eye. Think she's like, well, I guess since I spoke first anyway, she's just like... <laughs> Just mean mugging her the entire Just time. Just mean mugging her, watching her very closely. Just the slow, tiniest little bites of egg with like the slowest move up to her mouth. Really methodical <laughs> chewing. So I think Solvig comes out and she starts to gather together a plate of food and she kind of looks at you for a second, Odessa. Like, do you want to take the plate? Odessa pretends she just doesn't see. She doesn't ask, though. She just looks. She, like, sits there for a second just to see and then, like, notices the awkwardness and then just turns around and walks away. And I mean, like, to be fair, sight, like, body language, sign language is something she kind of relies on. So she definitely sees it and then just pretends she doesn't. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Like, is like, oh, this, this muffin on the other side of the table where I can't see you, I'm suddenly very interested in it. This feels like the most awkward time I think you've been together as a group. I can't think of a more awkward situation. We usually chat together pretty easily, but there's just like this enormous elephant sitting at the table with us that no one is going to address directly. (laughs) But it's too big. It's too big to talk about anything else. (laughs) It literally is sucking the air out of the room. Uh, Sylvic comes back a minute, uh, a few minutes later, and she's like, we have made all the appropriate arrangements, uh, and when you guys are ready to take the clock tower, we, everything else is put in place. Oh, Huff-Puff, I completely forgot about the dragon. My goodness. Some, uh, somehow... It's been so out of mind for him. <laughs> somehow... No, I mean, I did, I did too, my friend. Somehow, with everything that's happened over the past day, I just... I don't know how I forgot we were going to go deal with a dragon. <laughs> and yet somehow I did. Well, this moves our timeline up a little bit, Odessa. What? <laughs> Solvig, we're gonna we're going to be speaking with our guest in she kinda eyeballs Odessa a little bit. An hour and a half. <laughs> <gasps> Sounds good. Uh, and she Odessa <laughs> makes like side like doesn't look directly at you but like side eyes you really hard and like (laughs) I feel like we both make eye contact but it's definitely Mm -hmm. like out of the corner of her eye like oh yep (laughs) (laughs) like Pippa's doing her best to like not look directly at Odessa while she because she's she doesn't like forcing her hand she knows this is a really delicate situation that, that this is really hard for her but we've got we have things with a capital T to take care of And that means this needs to happen now. (laughs) Capital T. So she's trying. (laughs) 
Capital T things to do today. <laughs> so I think Odessa picks at her food for another like couple minutes and then gets up and is like, I'm going to go get some clean clothes and I'm going to go take a bath and then I'm going to do other things and stuff and then a dragon, I guess. But that does appear to be today's agenda. <laughs> go relax. Why does the dragon sound like the easy thing? And then she like walks out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else feel like the dragon is also the easy thing? Well, I didn't want to say, but I've I've never been so relieved to face a dragon before. <laughs> I mean, at least that's, it's nice and straightforward. There's nothing complicated about it. We just go in there and kill it. And it's very simple. Yeah. I miss that. I don't have to think about anything, really. Just swing my sword. That'll feel really good. I think we're, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm... <laughs> We're all like really looking forward to it now because so much emotional, like messy drama has been happening over the past couple days. We're just like, yeah, no, let's just go kill something. I think after you guys break for um, break for after breakfast, you know, you have probably about two hours before time to like head off into the next adventure, so to speak. You, mm-hmm. um, you and Minette maybe meet up at the sauna. Uh, nobody's in there, and yeah. So I imagine that while they're in the sauna, Pippa is practicing her control um, of sort of her like sort of, like mild telekinetic abilities. So she's using like Mage Hand to pour, to like pick up the pitcher and like pour more water onto the rocks uh, to, you know, fill it out with more steam. That's so cool. <laughs> It is. It is pretty cool. I'm like wondering if maybe she's like she's so relaxed, so like Mage Hand's a little wobbly, <laughs> <laughs> just very lax. Like Ugh. she's just very lax and a little dizzy from all the steam. She's very small. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she's really she's really enjoying herself anyway. I should make this quick then, huh? <laughs> I think yeah, you're gonna need to have a quick conversation before she passes out from the steam and the heat. <laughs> yeah, eventually we're gonna have to walk out of here. Um, yeah, I think Minette is sort of like kicking her feet and staring at them and then looks at Pippa and is like, so you've known Odessa a lot longer than I have. And um, to put it simply, I just don't know <laughs> how to deal with any. I don't know how to comfort her. I don't know how to make this better. I don't know what I'm doing. Do you have any advice? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the funny thing about her is I've, I have known her for some months longer than you have. And uh, I would say that that's still not enough time to get a real specific read off of what she needs or what she likes. I also, uh, in certain cases, such as the one with her mother or maybe not, uh, there are times when she, what she wants from you is not what she should get. So, <laughs> sometimes our darling, our darling girl just needs to get shoved into things face first, whether she likes it or not, because there are certain things she just has to deal with. That's. But are you talking about anything in particular? Because most of the time, what works great with her for not so important uh, situations is just distract her. 
Just be around. Point out stuff that's funny. Go get in trouble. Yeah. No, I will. That's her. That's the best kind of comfort for her. <laughs> that's a fair point. I. It's a hard line to toe between doing what I think she needs, which I, I'm. I'm always so confused about. I don't know. I. I. I feel like shouldn't she know? more but then she doesn't and neither do I about myself sometimes so it's like <laughs> what do I even say and we're in this relationship that's making it really I mean you know that yeah the relationship is, I don't know yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> despite what Odessa thinks you two ain't exactly been subtle no yeah I mean I could tell you knew right away she was really trying to fool herself with the <laughs> yeah it was it was adorable but uh but yeah no I know <laughs> So I guess Minette probably looks like kind of hopeful when you say that. And she's like, did she say anything to you? Did she admit it? Like, well, not exactly. She just doesn't deny it anymore when I bring it up. (laughs) Oh, Uh, okay. I can, um, I can work with that. (laughs) You've got, you've got an enigma there to deal with. And I, Because, I mean, there is a certain amount of, like, you have to pick your battles with her about what things you're really willing to dig your heels in about and make her do. And then a lot of the other times you kind of have to let her come to it on her own. So I guess it's just kind of really up to you about what you're willing to let go of and what you're willing to dig your heels in about. And ultimately, I'm not I'm not encouraging any kind of dramatics or anything because I think we got a good team cohesion (laughs) chemistry going on but ultimately you also have to decide what you're willing to deal with well you know thank you pippa (laughs) you deserve to be happy too that's um i have mixed feelings about that but uh (laughs) i think like internally i think manette is feeling very like "Mm, what is all what does that mean uh (laughs) (laughs) for what it's worth for what it's worth i think you two are great together okay no thank you i'm glad to hear that i i'm glad you uh don't disapprove (laughs) (laughs) she just pippa just kind of gestures to minette and then sort of in a vague outside of the sauna (laughs) like gesturing between like y'all are like i like this this is good (laughs) yeah you just need to work out and how much honesty you think you actually need and she's got to work out how much honesty she's willing to give you. See, that's the thing. I don't know what her real feelings are. I can only guess. So. Oh, she likes you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she should definitely tell you herself. <laughs> well, maybe I can get her to eventually admit that. Maybe after this mess with her mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can. We can get. We can. Oh, you know what? I mean, you know I love a scheme. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I think after we... My my God has been directing me to being a little more, you know, loosey-goosey with it. So what do you got up your sleeve? (laughs) (laughs) I'm still still working on it. Y'all, you and I have some time to gestate on a couple of ideas. But I think once we've... Well, you know, done just knocked two little things off our list, you know, uh, dealing with killing that <laughs> dragon and then dealing with whether or not Odessa's mom is a horrible murderer or uh, was actually just 
a lovely, perfectly innocent woman locked up for 13 years. Once we do those two little things. Oh, just those two <laughs> minor tasks. Yeah, Those no two problem. very small tasks <laughs> to check off our list of stuff to do before we, you know, uh, take down the queen of all Arison. Maybe in between there somewhere. We can find some time to, you know, trick her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go over real well, I'm sure. She'll love it. Later, after. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I bet you the only way to get Odessa to do anything is to trick her. Yeah, She's like kind the of. kind of dog that like, when you give them a pill, you have to put the pill inside like eight different things because she'll <laughs> find the pill. <laughs> so that's why I'd like, I think Pippa thinks that's a perfectly like acceptable thing to do. <laughs> Ordinarily, like tricking your friends is a little underhanded. Not in Odessa's case. <laughs> Odessa needs to be tricked into what's good for her. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I feel like you've gussied up uh, the door around her mom, like to be this, like, like maybe this something. I don't know. A bar. <laughs> Why not just have shot little shots leading up to it, like Reese's Pieces with oh E.T. My God. <laughs> We're getting up to some serious, like, Looney Tunes type tricks now. <laughs> this is like, we're trying to get the Roadrunner. <laughs> uh, Odessa trying to deal with feelings is like the Roadrunner. There's... Oh my god! I feel like Elmer Fudd trying to catch the <laughs> Wabbit. <laughs> so I, I think an hour goes by, and, uh, and like, everything's getting ready to go, you know, like, I think everybody's getting their gear, and uh, Pippa, you notice that Odessa has still not got to talk to her mom, I'm guessing. She's actually reading that book. <laughs> what is the book she's reading, by the way? Um, I think she's probably picked up a book. Is it like a trash romantic romance? No, she doesn't read... Okay, she reads them, but she doesn't read them when other people could happen to find her reading them. <laughs> It's like one of those when she knows no one's home and she pulls it out from underneath the floorboard under the bed and it's just like just a library Super of trash secret. lesbian romance. Um, you know what? I think she probably, when they were in town, picked up a book on like the wildlife around Irison because she wanted to like get to know it a little bit better since they've been outside so much and to kind of understand wolves and how they play their part in Irison a little bit better so she can like be a better advocate for Abraxas. I think that's kind of Oh, that's sweet. I think that's kind of what she's doing. Cuz they had that one moment where she was going to like shoot that wolf and then realized, "Oh wait, I don't know." And so she waited. And then Abraxas was really appreciative of that, so she was like, "I can learn more things and be more helpful." And so then she found a book <laughs> and that's what she's doing. Yeah, so where, you're probably hidden up in some corner where nobody will hopefully find you, I'm guessing. No, I think she's probably, because she's she's a creature of habit and comfort, so she would want to be in bed reading, but she's also, it's also like a show of like stubbornness of like, you think you can make me do this, but I'm right here doing what I want to do, and you can see it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stubborn bench. <laughs> Stubborn bench. So I think, yeah, if Abraxas and Manette are willing to kind of come along and 
just kind of make a show of force, uh, Pip is gonna Pip is gonna gather everybody up and head to <laughs> show of Odessa's encouragement. Room. Let's you know show of encouragement. Yes, not forcing you. Just yes, we're not going to argue. We're going to have a spirited conversation <laughs> <laughs> where we force you to go talk to your mom. <laughs> where we force you to go talk to your mom. <laughs> it's like Pip is like banging on Odessa's door and just being like, "All right, I know you're in there." You hear you like ready? the page of a book turn. <laughs> it's like Pippa just rolls her eyes and just kind of. <laughs> so she tries the door handle. Is it locked? No. Okay. <laughs> Could a lock picture? She was one hundred percent gonna bust out the lock. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, no, it's not locked. And Jim, I think, is sitting on the bed next to her, and his arms are crossed, and he just looks as annoyed as you feel as well. Oh come uh, on. Yeah. So Pippa opens the door and barges in. Hi. Um, are we gonna go fight dragons? Yes. Emotional dragons. Yep. That's oh, where we're going next. <laughs> I'm like a bad like youth pastor. So That's what Lynette is turning into. <laughs> Ooh, I just thought of something. Abraxley should pull out the big guns. You know what it is? He's gonna go wolf form and then <gasps> little paws up and Aww. do like puppy eyes. <gasps> No! Okay, that'll yes. kill her. That'll kill her. <laughs> She'll do anything for cute puppy dog Abraxas. He's learning from um, from Pippa. Remember, one of his bonds is like, I want to run a scam. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to practice. Lesson one, emotional manipulation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if Jim will let... Manette pick him up like she'll put her hands out like come on she's gonna put him on Abraxas's back and be like look how cute this is <laughs> you can I think Odessa's so you know when you see something really cute and your face starts to flush am I the only person that that happens to no okay so like her like eyes get all like watery because they're like so cute and her face starts to flush and she's like that's not adorable <laughs> and it's like killing her it is literally eating her from the inside out <laughs> do you know why Abraxas is giving you just those big big eyes right now because he also wants to go fight a dragon <laughs> well that too <laughs> later today it should be very cathartic for all of us but no it's cause he cares about you and he wants you to go talk to your mom and figure out how you feel about that. We all care about you, Odessa. And she's like moving Jim's arm back and forth. <laughs> he like slaps her away, like stop that. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what happens. You're like moving his arms and he's like, fuck off. <laughs> sorry, Jim, sorry, sorry. <laughs> And to sweeten the deal, and Pippa kind of like takes her hand, arm up behind her back and she's got like a mug of ale. I'm sure you can have one of these after you've done it. I am on probation. Oh. I wonder well, if you'd let me do it Do you want one beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> Would that help? <laughs> uh, there's a part of me that's scared, but also a part of me that feels like it would give me courage to do the thing. I think Caden would believe that and like just kind of looks around and is like nothing bad happens <laughs> a bolt of lightning could no I'm just kidding 
just zaps it right out of Pippa's hands. Uh, no, she takes the <laughs> ale and she takes a couple sips and then takes like a really deep sigh and is like, oh God, okay. Do I have to? Yeah, no, I do. Okay. All right. And she just like chugs it and then stands up and is like, all right, let's, uh, let's go talk to my mom. Might have killed my dad. I don't know. Let's do this. But also might have not. But she <laughs> might have. Yeah. Well, can't know that till we go talk to her. I, I sensed no evil on her. I will tell you that. So that seems pretty evil, killing uh, your dad. <laughs> yeah, one would, one would think that that would be an, an evil thing. Unless your dad was evil. Dun, dun, dun. I know. I kept thinking about that, too. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> fantastic Worlds Podcast is a Fantastic Worlds Podcast. Oh, that would be so good. All right. That would be a good twist. That would be one way to surprise us, Dustin. Is yeah, that would like, really message someone, like, and the podcast. <laughs> Sends, like, a secret DGM message and is like, here's what you read. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'll keep that in the back of my mind for several episodes down the road when we've all forgotten about this. Yeah. And then <laughs> you mean tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We all have the memories of guppies. Yep, it's all true. Right. Goldfish. Okay, so you guys, are, are you all going with her? Or does Odessa go by herself? Does she want I'll support? Go I'll go as far as the Pippa door. I think Peppa has to go because she has to read her mom's mind. Yeah. And I think kind of what everyone picks up on is that it be easier if she wasn't by herself but she's not going to ask anyone to come with her yeah i think the way manette is like like determining this is by like putting her hand lightly on odessa's shoulder and then if she like doesn't shrug her off then she'll keep it there and like walk with her there <laughs> that's the way yeah, she's she doesn't out if she should off. stay if okay, anything perfect. in a rare show of affection in front of other people she reaches up and like squeezes your hand oh <laughs> she's having a hard day <laughs> She doesn't know what emotions are, and this has been bad. <laughs> Does Abraxas go in wolf form? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna pace with uh, Odessa and kind of just stay by her side. And I'm gonna say there's actually two versions of Abraxas wolf form. There's fluffy puppy mode where he looks like this very adorable, cute puppy, and then there's like I'm gonna rip your throat out mode. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that, that there's just one where you're just a little more fluffier. Your eyes are just a little bigger. Uh, <laughs> I'll call that his house slippers form. <laughs> it's coming in. Listeners, you heard it. One more form. I'm adding it to my character sheet. Uh, so I, I guess you all go in together. And the first thing that you notice is your mom looks at you and smiles and then looks immediately at Abraxas in puppy form. And she's like, puppy. And she goes and like gives you a big hug. He'll just stand really still. So Odessa looks like really shocked. Like if I think if anything was going to kind of like push her further towards maybe she isn't a monster. It's she likes dogs. Cause that was like, I don't know about you guys, but I actively distrust people who don't like animals. I think we all do. Yeah, for sure. Fair enough. So her mom really hated like all animals. Like the only reason they had horses is because they were they had utility. And, but other than that, like they weren't really, they didn't have anything. They just, her mom hated them. So she is really like, I, I think if you look at her, her face is like really confused, but also like 
Have you guys seen that meme where it's like me trying to like figure something out and it's like that woman with like math everywhere? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of what she is like looking like right now. And I think while Odessa's doing that, I think because I can't do a good Odessa, I think what you guys are seeing is her acting the same way Odessa acts around animals. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I think Odessa like is quiet for a minute and then is like, wait, you like dogs? I love dogs. We used to have one when you were really small. I think it does the kind of like cocks her head to the side. It's like, I don't, I don't remember ever having a dog. My, my mom always hated dogs. I, the woman who lived in my house my whole life, who I called my mom, always hated dogs, but she looked just like you. (laughs) Her, like, trail of thought just kind of, like, wanders off and disappears. (laughs) Yeah, my sister was, uh, was not the best of people. My, she was definitely not the good twin. Um, if that is what happened, I am, I'm so sorry. My daughter, I, I, I would have never wanted you to go through anything like that. But it looks like you have become quite a strong, amazing woman to to get up all this way and and, uh, be able to free me from that prison. I mean, to be fair, we were there to just steal stuff. You were just kind of an accident. Which does kind of make it seem like a suspicious coincidence. It does. So you're telling me that your sister basically replaced you for the last 18 years. That's your story. All I know is that I was taken and you had mentioned that there was somebody that looked like me and she's she looks like me, so I'm sure you have realized but Irisene can be vengeful folks and they will put things into plans that will sometimes take years to bear fruit. So, random question. Does she ever randomly turn into a giant crocodile monster? Uh, you see her eyes get really big. Uh, not not that I uh, know, but um, it is said that some in our family have a magical bloodline. It doesn't go to everybody, um, but it does go to some. Maybe, maybe it had something to do with that. Have you seen her at all? I have not seen anyone from my family since the day my mother put me in here. So you've been in that room and have spoken to no one in 18 years. Your grandmother uh, used to visit uh, on occasion, but about five, five years ago, she stopped coming. I don't know why. What did the two of you talk of? Most of it was very terse. My mother is a very strict woman, and... Um, most of it was just making sure that I was being fed and that I was being taken care of while I was living here. I think my mother loved me, but I do not think she necessarily cared for who I was as a person. That's uh, how I felt my whole childhood, well, my whole life. Uh, and do you do your detect thoughts, Pippa? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of waiting to see if like Odessa wants me to. All right. Um, I think you're picking up on she really wants to believe that this is all true, but she needs, like, proof. 
Okay, so I think Peppa's gonna be like, well, there's an easy way to determine your veracity here. If, uh, if you don't object and if Odessa is comfortable with that. Are we willing to do anything? Odessa? Yeah, no, go for it. All right, sit down. She sits down on the bed. And Pippa kind of does that thing again where she stands in front of her and looks into her eyes. She says, like, now gaze into my eyes. Her eyes get all prismatic and trapping people in them-ish. So what you see is um, you see a bunch of thoughts, like one just, like, there's this happiness that she gets to see her daughter and a little sadness about like that realization that maybe a lot of bad shit happened to her and how that's her fault because she wasn't there for her. And then you also see this scene of basically her running through the streets of Absalon at a, like a breakneck pace. And she's being chased by wolves actually. And they end up, she ends up taking a wrong turn and gets stuck in an alley. And as the wolves are like, starting to move up on her all of a sudden like a black hood goes over her head and she's knocked out like and the next thing she remembers is being put in her cell in that castle and you see a woman you are very intimately aware of is a woman that had, had that killed your mom and she's like she's like we finally got you back and then closes the door are there any memories of um odessa as a child uh, yeah, there's lots. There's there's her being born, like them spending time in the park. I think there's this scene of her sitting in the park, maybe with what, on a picnic blanket, and it's like a grassy day, and there's like a light warm breeze, and you see baby Odessa all like smiling and walking around, and she has like this little yellow dress on with a little bonnet, and she's Aww. just uh, and she's just running around, and like she falls down and she starts giggling, and then like you see one of Victor, who you know who he looks like, uh, and she, or she like turns her head and there's Victor and he's like giving her a hug. Pippa kind of releases releases her her mind and lets her go kind of go back to her back to herself. It's like she's telling the truth, Odessa. Yeah, I don't think she knows how to respond. Cause like she I think she's now having to come to terms with this like all of this like hatred that she's had for this woman isn't her mom and it was just this like crazy lady. <laughs> Who literally just, like, moved in. Just, like, single white female her family. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and I think she just kind of looks at her and she's like, I... I'm sorry, I don't I don't know what to say. I, I don't really remember having a time where, like, I had a bomb I cared to get to know. And now I don't really have a whole lot of time. Because we're like... And she, like, looks at her wrist like there's a watch there. But there isn't. <laughs> I'm just like we're, we gotta. I'm not even wearing a watch. We we've gotta go kill a dragon and like save the world or something. And now we have a mom and like. And then she kind of like looks at Minette and she's like, and I've got other stuff that. Uh... Minette squeezes her shoulder <laughs> while she's saying this too. <laughs> <laughs> I think as you're kind of mumbling this stuff out, like I, you get this, you get this, you see this lo- loving look in her eye and it's like almost something that she goes and gives you a hug and she's like, and she whispers, she's like, I've been wanting to do this for 18 years. I'm sorry. I just need this. 
and she holds you really tight. And I think, I think at the same time, you kind of have a memory, like a flashback of before your mom became, like maybe in that same yellow dress being held tightly by your mom um, and hugged and you feel that same kind of warmth at that moment. Oh yeah, her, her not mom. I think I'm just going to keep her calling aunt? her crocodile mom because like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, crocodile mom never hugged her, like not once. So like she's been touch starved by her mom for like so long that like the idea of being hugged by her is like so foreign and like weird that I think at first she's like very like stiff and it's just like, uh, <laughs> uh well, and we know Odessa doesn't like hugs either. <gasps> no, she doesn't. So she's just like, oh, okay. Okay. And so she's like trying to forcibly relax like her body and then just kind of like puts an arm around her and like does like an awkward pat. <laughs> uh, she's trying her best. I uh, I think I think her mom your mom steps back and she's like I'm sorry. I, I know this is weird for you. Um but I I will I will stay here and wait for you to get back. Okay. And then we have to also figure out a way to get you at a Irisen again. The Heralds helped me last time, and I believe they will help again. Although, I don't want to leave until I know you're okay. We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe very happily for uh, Odessa, Solvig shows up and she's like, uh, are you all ready? Yep, um, let's go kill a dragon. I've got some anger to take uh, out. Yeah, actually, that would be the least weird and uncomfortable portion of our day probably so <laughs> dragons kind of look Let's like crocodiles go. right similar well they are scaly <laughs> I think I've actually never seen a living one in person so this will be exciting yeah it's gonna be great oh god <laughs> <laughs> so uh Solvig shows you where on the map to go and uh are you guys all ready to go yeah no oh, Rex is, I think he's gonna switch into his armor he's, it's time armor montage Manette, Manette, help me. Yeah, this Manette is, is gonna uh, be his squire. <laughs> a little heavier than I'm used to. <laughs> yeah, I love this Abrax- image of me dressing Abraxas like yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're like, you're like armor buddies. <laughs> exactly. Now we look, we're buddies. sandwich buddies and we're armor buddies. Let's go fight a dragon. Oh, oh and also, also, Abraxas gets out his little bag and gives everybody. A potion that's cold to the touch. Now, Ooh. this one save. Ooh. I think save this one until we're uh, meeting the the dragon. This will protect you from its icy breath. Not completely. So it's a potion <laughs> of resist energy cold. So it'll give you damage reduct or re- uh, resist energy ten against cold. Hot dang. Amazing. Thank you, Abraxas. Thank you, Abraxas. So wait, are you telling? Does it still make you feel? Does it make you feel warm? I could feel warm right now. I think so. As you guys are wandering through the town, uh, you notice things are a little heightened. You walk through the market district and you notice that the forest, remember how I mentioned that there was a forest that had been growing since they chained down uh, Baba Yaga's hut? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's actually grown even bigger. Like every day the forest grows a little bigger. And uh, you guys pass by that and you come up to, uh, you approach the clock tower. Uh, You see it's almost 70 feet high. You hear this constant rumble and grind of the clockwork gears overhead. 
The tower contains numerous windows, but most of them are shut and barred to block out daylight. A small courtyard stands outside the clock tower behind a delicate-looking white picket fence made of bones. Uh, A single step leads to a landing and a recessed set of large double doors to the north, while to the east and west stand two stone statues depicting two women in identical poses reaching skyward as if to catch snowflakes. Neatly trimmed evergreen bushes surround the statues. I sniff around for magic. Uh, Nothing in this area detects his magic. Adessa distrusts the statues. Pippa's going to scan for the more mundane kind of traps. Go go ahead and roll me a perception. The 19. You do not see anything out of the normal. As you guys are wandering through Abraxas, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Let's see. 16 plus 10. That is a 26. So I think Pippa, you notice, and Abraxas, you notice both at the same time. As you guys begin walking towards the door, Pippa, you see to the left, you see the statue start to move as as a sword kind of forms up into its hand. And Abraxas, you see the same thing from the right, and they go down as ready to attack. Fantastic Worlds Podcast is a Fantastic Pods production. Oh, about what I we hope you enjoy oh. the show. If you can't get enough of and if you can't get enough and want to join the FWP community, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Fantastic Pods, checking out how strong our meme game is at Fantastic Worlds Pods on Instagram, or chatting with us on Discord. I am Dustin, your game dad master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. Oh, this is Angel. You can find me at Espinoza916. This is Kay, and you can reach me at She's Lady Macbeth. My name is Jess, and you can find me at Hank the Clank. Are you going to switch your Twitter name to a pavilion with two statues? Uh, <laughs> also, wanna- <laughs> God damn it, that would have been so good. Uh, uh, and I want to give some major kudos to... Uh, to Jess, who has been sick this entire episode, and Angel, who hasn't been feeling all that hot either, and troopering it through. The theme song was composed and played by Amy Hankinson. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Siren- Thank you, Sirenscape, for use of your sound effects and music. Thank you to everyone who has been giving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. We hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, uh, do us a favor and spread the words to your friends and family at who you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next week, I hope you have many fantastic ventures. helping piss it uh odessa's yeah wow. that was a weird blend of odessa and pippa's names i don't know where that came from it was also bad because it's a bad blending and he, like if they were a ship that would be a terrible ship name yeah that's what i was gonna say anyway <clears throat> anyway that'd be a badass fusion though oh no <laughs> bad cool fusion that, mm-hmm. When you guys all get your gems around level ten, it, starting on and on, it will be fu- we'll play around with fusions. Honestly, that would be like so. That would be so much fun. It would I be could so just, much fun.